Hey everyone, welcome back to the Let's Talk About That podcast. I'm Amani. And I'm Brooke. Before we start, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the LTAT pod. Today, we'll be talking about marriage. So grab your coffee and let's talk about that. <laughs> Instead of our intro, we just have that. We just have that. The whole time. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're so glad that you're joining us again this week. Um, Like we said, we're going to be talking about marriage today. Mm -hmm. So this is like kind of like deeper, heavier, not so lighthearted as dating was and singleness. But here we go. We're going to talk about marriage. Um, So I guess let's start by just talking about what marriage means to like different cultures i guess or different types of people so secular versus religious Mm -hmm. slash like christian people how do secular people view marriage yeah i i don't think i can speak for all for all (laughs) um in a general sense i don't know that um secular culture really has a good grip on the concept of marriage and what it actually means. I actually the other day saw a video of someone saying, and this person wasn't actually, wasn't a Christian, but he was saying, hot take, I don't think that people who aren't Christians should get married because it's a Christian concept. Whoa. And I was like, all right. Oh, okay. That's a, that is a hot take. And I was kind of like, huh but like as I as I listened to him talk I was like actually that makes sense because what marriage is is mirroring the relationship between Christ and the church and so if you don't have that or believe in that mm-hmm. what, are, what are you doing really it's a piece of paper yep um and especially with like if you're moving in and you're doing all the things that married people do when they live together. Right. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. What's it's just a big party. Yeah. Well, and I think too, yeah, a lot of people in secular culture that I've personally experienced having conversations with um, about marriage. Uh, and I used to work at Apple. Um, oh, yeah. And so it was a very open... Um, like a very blended kind of environment Mm. there were a lot of different opinions not a lot of them christian so obviously when i would have something to say or when i got engaged there were a lot of like a lot of open-ended conversations i guess and i'm always down for a conversation i don't necessarily enjoy being like ganged up on but i'm like i'm fine it's not the end of the world but um just kind of like questioning my beliefs and like why get married it's just a piece of paper and things like it doesn't mean anything if you really love each other this is like kind of the viewpoint that i was getting like across the board from um friends of mine that were Mm. not believers and I guess for me, I was just kind of like, I can't see it that way because of what I believe. And how you grew up and how you right. viewed it. Yeah. And, but I do understand how it could feel that way to someone who doesn't understand the depth of what that means. Yeah. And so when I was watching the video of the guy like saying these things, I was like, man... I don't think people are ready for that conversation because, mm-hmm. yeah, even me, I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I, not to say that all people who are not Christians believe or, or are acting this way, mm-hmm. but I do think um, a majority of the way that secular lives are headed and like how relationships are viewed um i think it's going more towards it's just a big party the wedding is a big party it's not very sacred it's just more 
um, a way to show off maybe yeah. um, how much money you have or <laughs> um, how hard can you go at this party and like how many yeah. drinks can you it's have like about and... the aesthetic yes definitely feel that heavy on the showing off part and even for people who are christians i feel like weddings are viewed in that way can be a big show oh, yeah. yeah for sure yeah i think that's probably a little more across the board um when it comes to weddings and things but but i do think with christians there is a little bit more sacredness oh to yeah it. for sure and i think um there there's not it's not a question there is a lot more sacredness oh, yeah. to it and um it's not just a piece of paper it's like um it's what we believe there's a, there's a heaviness on it because very it, it's a, much it's so. a covenant yes and yep i think that's the difference there um the significance and the weight of what a covenant is mm-hmm. it's more than a piece of paper yeah it's a public commitment to live your life with someone and be their partner for life right yeah exactly yeah and it's and it you're basically saying in the good in the bad i choose to be with you and mm-hmm. i think people take that way too lightly it's like okay yeah i don't get an out just because i'm not feeling it anymore yeah, yeah. well not... that's something we wanted to yeah. talk about yeah 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 so let's let's pose the question i guess um do we take marriage seriously enough that when it gets ugly when it gets hard mm-hmm. we will stick through it and yeah stick to our vow yeah 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 it's hard because obviously people change Mm. all the time it isn't necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. but it's just who you were and who they were when you got married you are never going to be those people again if you're staying the same that's a problem because you should always be growing and changing and striving to be better so you're gonna change as people Mm-hmm. And some of those things might not be things that you like, but it doesn't mean that it's, you know what I mean? Like feelings change. Mm-hmm. Like one day I'm like loving avocado toast. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. <laughs> I will have another please. And then I'm eating it every day for a month. And I'm like, if I see another slice of avocado, I'm going to vomit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's almost it's almost like we we would get bored if our spouses were the exact same thing every day for the rest of our life. Right. We want them to change, not in like a drastic way, but we yeah. want them to to grow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then there are people who use that as an excuse to not mm-hmm. stay with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you're not the same person that I married. Hmm. It's like and there it's it's hard because there is an element where I understand that person like we both we both come from broken homes so mm-hmm. we understand like yeah. we're we've heard that messaging before yeah. um and we've seen it played out right in front of our eyes yeah um so there's a part of it that I do understand you saying like you've changed you're different however I will say I listen, I'm not even a year into being married yet. Yeah. So I cannot be I, I I'm not coming at this episode saying like I know everything or anything. Right. But I will say what's helped and what I think will continue to help um Josh and I is communication, mm-hmm. continuing to talk to talk about things. And um if anything comes up where you're like I want to like understand why you did this the other day or like what what did you mean by what you said here? It's mm-hmm. like you are intentionally seeking out understanding of the other person right. rather than like distancing yourself from them or if you don't understand a way that they're acting like you you're just like oh, okay, I'll ignore that or something. Yeah. Um 
I think the more we're checking in and pursuing each other yeah. and communicating, mm-hmm. the more it helps us from one day waking up and we don't know our spouses. Right. Right. And also, too, like keeping those things to yourself, hmm. you build up these small little, um, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Like n- nuisances or like things that yeah tick you off and yeah and yeah. you are you're just like oh it's not a big deal because I'm so guilty of this mm. because I just don't like conflict yeah oh I, I know girl hate it <laughs> I will do anything to not have it <laughs> I've gotten a lot better but um I'm just like classically a peacekeeper mm-hmm. I'm like we just don't have to go there I'll swallow it and it'll be fine. Yeah, because you'll convince yourself in mm-hmm. your mind it's not worth it. It's not right. worth bringing up. It's right. not that big a deal. But you remember it'll come up when you have an argument or something like you're that. you're feeling and insecure. And then everything that you've been stuffing down, those small things comes out in one great big monster yeah. clawing itself out. And suddenly you're like, I'm going to rip your throat out. <laughs> <laughs> um. But like... It, it's important not to do that because what that does is build resentment yeah. towards your spouse. And then little by little, you find yourself saying, yeah, you actually do a lot of things that I don't like. You actually act a lot of ways that is, that's like unappealing to me. And yeah. now suddenly I don't really feel like I know you as much and mm. I don't feel like I want to be near you as much. And that's how these things kind of like start and spiral and obviously biblically there are reasons for divorce when it's warranted Mm -hmm. um but having your feelings not in it is not one of them yeah 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 and it does kind of bug me too when people say um they'll say like oh well you you should have known that I wouldn't like you to do it this certain way, or you should have known this about me. You should have known this. They cannot read your mind. Right. You need to communicate your thoughts and feelings. And if something is bothering you, Mm -hmm. like say something. Right. I just feel like I will always put myself in someone else's shoes. Like if the situation was flipped... And my spouse was saying to me, you should have known that I wanted this. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot my mind reading machine at home. So the sass comes My out. bad, actually. <laughs> like, you know, you can't expect someone to be a mind reader. Like, right. they have their own life, their own things going on. And because they're your spouse, yes, there are things that you should know about each other. For sure. But it doesn't mean that their entire world and entire being is constantly orbiting you like right. the sun around earth you know right yeah um and i think a lot of times we tend to be very introspective self-focused mm. and like our as a joke you know I feel like our generation does this thing where it's like, I want to be like the main character, main character energy, like all all of that stuff. But it's like, it is true. Like we want to be the center of things. We Mm -hmm. want to be paid attention to. We want to be known. We want all of these things. And it's gotten to a point where everyone's like hyping up that man, like mindset, that mentality and like elevating it. And it's like, yeah, people should just take the time to get to know these things about you if they don't know these things if they're not doing these things and they're not worth your time throw them out Hmm. and that can even go into just like cancel culture which Mm. i could just yeah go on for days about same girl so dumb yeah but anyway yeah yeah i i definitely agree with you there and i just think that we we can be more open about our needs. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's so hard. Yeah. Like if you, if you, I guess it's, it's more of an expectation thing too. Like be honest about your expectations with each other. Mm -hmm. So if you expect flowers every Valentine's day, say it. Right. With, so that you're not, it's not a guessing game. Yeah. 
and your poor husband I is know. like, well, m- maybe they they think it's like cheesy to do that, so I'll just do it right. on like a different day or something. Right. Or maybe they're not even thinking about it at all. Right. Like, but you, this poor guy does not know that right, that you exactly. care about that. And this is something, I think, I even do this a lot where it's like I'll think something and then I'll get mad that it's not that way Mm. and then I'll talk to Brad and I'll be like dude what the heck and he's like what are you talking about Mm. and I'm like what do you mean what am I talking about this is like (laughs) one two three abc like what do you mean and he's like no I didn't even that's not that was not a thought that I have and I think it's just like fundamentally we don't realize how different Mm. men and women's brains are and how they work Mm -hmm. and how they prioritize things and how they store certain information Mm -hmm. and like like the way that brad's brain works both fascinates and irritates me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like how do you just compartmentalize things like that Mm -hmm. i could personally never (laughs) everything's happening in my brain all the time at once and it's never stopping and i don't know how i'm a functioning member of society (laughs) (laughs) like and he's just like couldn't be me Mm. i have like he describes it as like a giant filing cabinet Mm -hmm. and he's like i only have one drawer open at a time and i'm just i'm like that's amazing that's amazing. It is. It really is. I would love to take a walk around inside your brain. You can't even yeah. take one step around in mine. <laughs> but oh, I think, man. like, we don't think about that. The fact yeah. that fundamentally, scientifically, biologically, men and women's brains just work differently. Yeah. Like, we're thinking about certain things, and then, like, even on a feelings level, guys don't function the same. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Brad told me once, he's like, guys are kind of stupid sometimes please just tell us what you want and we'll do that yes like they want the straightforward they just want you to tell them what you want yep so that they can make you happy i was literally i feel like that's rude but okay like right yeah but i was literally listening to a live counseling session with this um this therapist or something Mm -hmm. and it was with a christian couple and they were figuring out something to do with the woman's needs in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And the therapist was saying, um, okay, so what are you looking for here? And she was like, I I just, I want to feel seen mm-hmm. and appreciated by you. The therapist says, okay, get specific. How do you want to be appreciated? Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel seen? Yeah. And um, the husband was like, like, do you want to like, do you want me to like get you flowers or something? And she's like, no, no, I think it's like public, um, public appreciation. And then the therapist is like, okay, be more specific than that. Mm-hmm. What do you want? She's like, I think when we're in a group setting, I want you to say to the group, in some way throughout the conversation mm-hmm. how much you like appreciate and are proud to be with me mm. and then finally they got to like the specific thing that she needed was right. that public affirmation right yeah but they had to go through that whole process of like getting to that and i'm right. like botching it but no i totally yeah. hear that i think like it's brad always says it's better to over communicate mm-hmm. than under communicate and i think we as women tend to just pick things up Mm. and like read into things and like think of all the scenarios and it's not that guys don't necessarily do that but it's just different and like they're just kind of like oh well if they're not saying anything then it's probably fine Mm. you know Mm -hmm. or they do check in with us they're like how are you do you need anything how's everything good doing good josh hates when i just say good Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and so i think part of us feels like almost embarrassed to say specifically what we want right for fear of feeling being rejected in some way or feeling rejected or you know being called like dramatic or like 
over the top or needy mm. or something like that for asking specifically for those things mm-hmm. but it's also not fair to your spouse to expect that of them and get mad at them when it's not done right they can't read your mind yeah you know they might know that you like affection but if you're wanting them to be more affectionate with you in public it's not fair of you to get upset with them for something that they didn't like if realize. you don't vocalize it yeah right, exactly yep and so that was something that I like struggled with for a long time because I would get frustrated with Brad for just like not doing something super small mm-hmm. but I'm like why isn't this thing happening and then he would start to pick up on it and be like why why are you mad you're like mm-hmm. irritated all of a sudden And then we would just go through this cycle of, like, I'm fine. And he's like, oh, you're not fine. And I'm like, no, I am. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) And then finally we'd come to a point where I'm like, I don't know. I guess you just, like, I asked a question and you didn't, like, actually look at me when you answered me. And so blah, 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 or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, it's dumb. But it's also, like, just say what you need. Like, he needs to yeah he needs to know that you like eye contact right something like it, it makes you feel um like you're actually being listened to right. yeah. yeah or there's yep. times where you are upset about something but you don't even know what you're upset about mm-hmm. but you're like i need something from you and i'm not getting it right. and if that's where that conversation has to start then mm. let it start there it's okay to have that conversation and say i'm feeling frustrated i don't know why but i want something and I'm not getting it, but I need help figuring out what I need. Yeah. Can we talk about it? It's okay mm-hmm. to ask that. Yeah. You should feel okay asking that yeah. of your spouse and posing that conversation. And it might be uncomfortable at first. It like I know I struggle sometimes to talk to Brad about things because of like seeing conversations from my parents growing up and feeling like it's going to go the same way for mm. me. And I really don't want to feel that way. Yeah. And then on top of that, I don't want to make him feel inadequate Mm. or like he's at fault and he's not doing something right and he's not enough for me Mm. by saying that I need something that you're not giving me. Mm -hmm. So those things have held me back a lot of times from like actually saying what I need. But he's been really great about just being like, I'm gonna pester you until you tell me what the yeah. heck is going on <laughs> i'm gonna sit here through the like struggle and to like vocalize what it is right i'm very grateful we both married like <laughs> men that are patient and persistent in mm-hmm. that way because yeah. i in my past relationship it was so hard for me it was like like pulling teeth to get me to sit with a feeling and actually Mm -hmm. be able to vocalize what the heck that feeling was and I think I was I was like pushing them down so much because I just didn't like confrontation either yeah um but yeah when you actually sit and think and have someone who's willing to sit there with you Mm -hmm. and almost kind of like pry it out of you too um that's like a great thing yeah (laughs) it's so so good oh yeah but i appreciate it more than i could ever say yeah (laughs) because i like especially seeing like how things went between my parents growing up like i was petrified to like yeah share my feelings i was just like i need to stuff everything and just make sure that like i can take care of it and swallow it on my own time for the sake of peace because mm. I don't want there to be any conflict between us but mm-hmm. conflict isn't always a bad thing right you know it might be uncomfortable it doesn't mean it's bad yeah you know yep um and that's something that I needed to learn and it's still hard for me because I'm like when we're having a disagreement and I'm trying not to even call it like an argument or a fight but like a disagreement and like you know, obviously things will get, like, a little... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. yeah, where it's just, like, I feel like you're really upset with me right now and I just want to shut down so you're not mad mm-hmm. anymore or vice versa. I have to, like, fight through that and be like, we have to come to a resolve in this conversation so that we can both walk away feeling heard and seen and known. Mm-hmm. 
and we don't have to come back to this again. And maybe you will have to a couple of times. That's just marriage. But, yeah, it's just hard to, like, get to that place that's extremely uncomfortable. It will continue to be uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable. Yeah. Just is. Yep. But it's a good thing. Right. And you're growing together. Exactly. Yep. So, in the same vein, did coming from broken families change your perspective, Amani, Mm -hmm. and I can share as well, um, change your perspective on marriage at all? Yeah. I mean, I think I kind of hinted at this like in my responses earlier but um a hundred percent I so my parents marriage um was really dysfunctional um and like looking back at just different memories I have of it unfortunately um I don't really have any good ones of like seeing them be a team same like a unit yeah um it just really didn't seem like they enjoyed each other very much and if Mm -hmm. they did um it was very Mm short-lived um so it was just you could bet on like there being some kind of argument disagreement uncomfortable situation or you know dip in the temperature of the family that day if we spent in a certain amount of time together because we were just gonna see some kind of fight or something break out um and I just like it definitely without me realizing kind of created a relational trauma for me because I that's what I had to look at and so I was like there's just certain things that you don't do that you don't say because if you do that your spouse is going to get mad at you your spouse Mm. isn't going to like you spouse isn't going to want to be near you Mm. um and so I just kind of learned to bury things and just kind of get grin over it. Grin and bear it, yeah. Yeah, grin and bear it, white knuckle it, because it's not worth fighting every single day. It's just like I wanted peace. It never felt peaceful. Mm. It was like walking on eggshells, like, okay, what's the vibe today? Ooh, not good. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hated being like that, but I created this thing in my head where I just did that in every aspect of life. I'm like... Mm putting out feelers like okay what's going on today like how's everyone's mood at my job and my own relationship and like I didn't realize it until like a little later in life but that's a trauma response mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I was like oh goody awesome <laughs> that's so fun we love that um, we love that but um yeah it it so like as I walked into my own relationship I was just not willing to talk things out because I was afraid that if I shared my true feelings or things that I had to say, they would not be received well Mm. and um, we would just be at each other's throats and I simply was not willing to do that. And so I thought that if I sacrificed my own feelings for peace, everything would be okay. Mm. And that is very far from the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's part of why I'm so thankful for Brad because he would literally be like we will sit in silence for two hours until you're ready to talk to me because I'm not leaving yeah this area this space neither of us are until you tell me what the heck your problem is (laughs) and like it just took a lot of conversations like that but that's why that's something I wish that I worked through before Mm -hmm. getting into a relationship because it just was like so emotional all the time yeah Um, but yeah, it, um, definitely shaped my view of marriage and I was definitely, and I'm still working through it. Um, did it make you scared to get married? Oddly, no, it didn't make me. Okay. So same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was always still very excited to get married. Mm -hmm. I kind of 
I don't know. I just kind of felt like I've become a pro at stuffing my feelings. So I don't have anything to worry about. I can handle anything. <laughs> I can swallow anything. I can be the perfect wife and not like, oh, you want to say that or you want to do that. That bothers me. I've said it once. You are mm. not doing anything about it. So I'm just going to never say it again. And I'll just silently be frustrated about it. And it'll be fine. Mm. Um. So I was like, I, I wasn't worried about it. I'm like. Obviously, there's some things that I would just simply not stand for. Mm-hmm. I think anybody is like that. But um, for the most part, I'm just like, I like to keep things peaceful. I don't like to fight. I don't like to argue. I've had enough of that in my life. So yep. everything will be fine. It's never. It wasn't something I really worried about ever, like being in a relationship. I kind of did worry a little bit um in that the the relationship with the other person that I had dated I kind of was like I don't know there's just a lot of things that I feel like would be left unsaid and I kind of as I looked into the future of that relationship I was seeing my parents relationship oh wow and it really scared me wow um And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't think that I could handle that. And I don't want to be a divorcee. No. Um, So, yeah, I think that was probably the only time it ever scared me. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, not really. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think, honestly, I had similar feelings with my ex um, feeling like, I remember having a thought where I was like, is this really it? Mm. Is this how you're supposed to feel? Because I was seeking someone who wished to understand me Mm -hmm. and my ex just didn't. Yeah. And I felt so like disconnected. Yeah. And that was what I had witnessed with my parents. Yep just a lot of misunderstanding each other mm-hmm. and no desire to fix that. Yeah. Um, or maybe like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but it was almost like one person would be putting in work to try to fix the relationship while the other one was like, screw you. Yes. And I, it that would always flip, flip flop or yes. like neither of them were like into it. Yeah. I felt like. Yeah. Well, Not to get into too many details, but like my, I'll say one of my parents was trying for like years and Mm -hmm. then the other, the other one during those years was just like basically checked out. Yeah. Um, And then when that um, parent that was trying ended up being like, you know what, I give up and then Mm -hmm. filed for divorce. Um. Or, like, at least separated. Yeah. Then the other parent almost, like, woke up and was like, what do I need to do? I'll do anything. I'll, like, beg the children to tell me what to do to get yeah. you back. And um, it was such a confusing and very, um, very sad time. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely never a partnership mm-hmm. and like-mindedness to communicate to each other grow with each other and learn more about each other so um for me i i feel like the thing that it it, oddly enough did not change Mm -hmm. like my desire or um it didn't grow a fear in me of marriage yeah and if anything it it grew a determination to do it right Mm. And not mm-hmm. to say that I'm, like, you know, doing it the best that I could. Yeah. Um, Maybe just to do it better. To do, to do it better than my parents did and yeah. to find someone who does actually want to communicate and Work partner with, with me yeah. through life. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I was able to find someone who does yeah. want to do that with me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I when I was dating – that was always in the back of my head was like I I don't want to end up like my parents and yeah. I want I take this seriously like that was half mm-hmm. of why 
I was so serious for yeah. so many years was that I I was like, I right. want to take this seriously. Yeah. And like, this is a huge yeah. commitment. And look what mm-hmm. it did to my parents. I don't want that to happen to right. me. You um, know, yeah. I actually kind of take back what I said a little bit. Because mm-hmm. one of the fears that I did have during dating was, is this person going to change on me? Oh my gosh, I had the same fear. I did yeah. have the same fear. Yep. Because I was thinking about it when you were saying that, and I was like, is this person going to change into a completely different person when we get I married? I totally had that fear, yeah. too. I remember journaling about it and saying, I have to release this, Lord, because I I can't control this person. Mm-hmm. And yes, they will change, but will yeah. I was... Um, I was scared that like a month into marriage, they would actually end up being like a monster, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, exactly yeah. same. Mm-hmm. I literally, I'm like, I know Brad. I know who he is. Right. Like, <laughs> He's I'd, given me no indication. Exactly. But then I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, my parents were dating for so long. Right. And. Even though we didn't get to witness what right. it was like. It's like, you marry a person And I know that people do change, Mm -hmm. but like they dated for so long, got pregnant with me, got married, and then it's just all of a sudden, like you're both miserable. Like how how does that? Well, I think I I think it isn't all of a sudden. Then, from my understanding, from I've tried to get bits and pieces from both my parents Mm -hmm. but it wasn't all of a sudden it was a gradual oh yeah like yeah over years different like behaviors and stuff start to show themselves and things like that yeah I guess kind of a better way that I should say is just like is this person putting on a front for Mm -hmm. me showing me the best parts of themselves Mm -hmm. and then how much of like when we get into an argument or Mm -hmm. if they do something I don't like is that who they actually are? Right. Is this going to be all the time mm-hmm. as we go into life together? Yep. And then, yeah. obviously, I want to fight for my marriage. And I've witnessed, you know, one of my parents fight hard for the marriage for a really long time. Um, and the other person just... Was indifferent. Indifferent. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I got to take care of myself Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I'm just like, how, how much of this is just normal marriage stuff? And is this going to start to become more frequent? Is this going to be what my life turns into? Because it's like, you can expect arguments. You can expect disagreements. You can Mm -hmm. expect not to meet eye to eye because that's just marriage. That's just being in relationship with Mm -hmm. people in general but I was always like and I don't really feel that way anymore obviously with you know traumas and things like things will come up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but like I remember being really like nervous during our engagement from time to time I'd be like what if this isn't who he actually is Mm. and I've just like maybe I'm like rushing you know Mm -hmm. and we had been together for over a year (laughs) yeah yeah like including the time that we were engaged but I like I do remember having like those fears and things because seeing you know different marriages and especially having my parents marriage because I haven't been in a lot of relationships that was what I had to look to yeah and so it's like okay yeah 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 and I think um if you are engaged or dating and you have that fear coming up Mm -hmm. something that helped me when I was working through that was I just continued to remind myself like who has he proven himself to be Mm -hmm. has he given me any indication yeah that he's not gonna that he's gonna be a different way because I will say my one of my parents said that they saw red flags when they were dating and they actually broke up. Oh. And then they got back together because this one parent was like 
well, you know, I have to get a move on with my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that you'll, you can see like patterns that, yeah. I mean, if you're dating somebody for like two months mm-hmm. and then you get engaged a month later and then you get married a couple months after that, like you're not going to be able to see someone's every like how they are in every season of life and even if you date them for two years you still maybe they you guys haven't been through a hardship together and that brings out a certain side of him but I think going into like seeing what his friends and family are saying about him Mm -hmm. how they're vouching for him yeah and how he interacts with them is mm-hmm. also a comfort yeah. and helped me mm-hmm. seeing how his family is yeah. reminds you, oh, this is how he was raised. Yeah. This is what is um, a standard in yeah. his life. Mm-hmm. That also comforted yeah. me because I'm like, yeah. these people are going to keep him accountable. Mm-hmm. And so, like knowing that the person that you're with has at least two people in their lives that hold them accountable and can and will call them out on their crap right is huge yeah because you know that you have backup and people who can maybe say things and know them on a deeper level than you do but something that really helped me and i suggest for every single couple christian not christian whatever yeah pre-marital or pre-engagement counseling is amazing did you guys do it we did yeah oh yeah shoot yeah um forgot about that so basically when you know you're wanting to or no it's called oh we did both i'm like I'm pre-engagement and premarital engagement and premarital okay i suggest both but pre-engagement even is huge because i don't think a lot of people realize it but engagement is also a commitment 100 percent it's not just like, oh, well, this is just like a placeholder and you can cancel your reservation at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people don't take engagement seriously. And that's why there's people who think that, like, going to a strip club for a bachelor party or something is okay. Mm. My last night of being single, no, 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 no. Yeah. You were not single for a long time. Yeah, you were not single the whole time right. you've been dating exactly. this person. You don't get a license to go and do go at whatever it. you want the night before. Yeah. It's just absolutely absurd to it me. It blows my mind. <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> um, but basically, um, before you you get engaged, like, if you know that, like, I think we want to, like, take that step. Yeah. You go to pre-engagement counseling, and it's basically bringing up these important questions to prepare you for getting to that next step of like saying do I want to commit my life to this person Mm -hmm. before you do that because getting engaged is just as important and just as serious of a step as marriage is yes because you are it's almost like you're putting a down payment on right (laughs) on a house or something you know (laughs) non-refundable yeah non-refundable like it's like you're saying basically i i am committed to mm -hmm. you all that the space between getting married is is just prepping for the day yeah like in my mind my heart like i know that I want to be with you and I'm committed to being with you. And that's why some couples are like, once they actually take the step to say, yes, I will marry you, they Mm -hmm. kind of get frustrated with how long they have to wait until they get married. And they're like, I wanted to get married to you like six months ago and now I have to wait like a whole year or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, Exactly. So it is, it's basically saying, I will marry you. Yeah, and so what pre-engagement does is it brings up all these important things to consider to make sure do you actually want to make this big important decision so you talk about things that um maybe haven't come up in your dating relationship like finances Mm. huge what are your specific expectations what are your savings goals what do you want to do do you want to own a business do you want to do this how much savings do you want to have in what time frame Mm. 
What will the roles be in the house? What will the roles be in the house? What are your specific expectations? Like, literally, we had a list. Like, I expect Brad to take out the trash. I expect Brad to, like, do this. And he expects me to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, and they, like, do, like, a test score, like, how that matches up. And, like, if Mm -hmm. you guys are on the same page. Dude, did you do the Simbus test? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did that, too. Love the Simbus. So great. Um, Definitely highly recommend that test because I think it just helps you understand like where you guys are at as far as like what you think of things. Right. And it gives you things to discuss like important fundamental things like do you want kids? What time frame do you want kids in? How many? Like Mm -hmm. um, where you are even with your like relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. like and what the rules look like there it's very specific and like it helps you to see where you guys really need to discuss things or it prompts conversation that you just haven't actually had with one another it's important to see where you stand on those things and because yeah like I said engagement is just as big of a commitment as marriage is yeah I think we should honestly normalize pre-engagement therapy or counseling or whatever. At the time, I had never heard of it. I'm like, what, you mean premarital? And he's like, no, pre-engagement. I'm like, huh? (laughs) What is that? I feel like that's so needed. It really is. It's important. It would save probably a lot of divorces from happening too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because that's that's the time of – um your relationship status like when you're dating is when you should be getting these conversations out not when you're stressed af planning a wedding (laughs) right like that is a very stressful chaotic time sometimes it's intense it's very intense and just like your mind is in a million places the last thing you're thinking is like how do we want to do our finances once we actually get done with all of this chaos Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, you can still have those conversations in engagement, and that's totally fine. Um, yeah, but I think that's that would be awesome to like yeah. have that be just a normal thing that people do. For sure. So let's talk about the honeymoon phase. Mm. And I, I've gotten a lot of like rolled eyes at how I enjoy spending time with my husband yeah. and can't really go like a night without him. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like I can't, but I enjoy him more. You don't more. want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. But I don't like the idea of it being a honeymoon phase. Like, why yeah. does there need to be a honeymoon phase? Why can't right. it just be marriage? Right. Well, I think... I don't know exactly what this is, but it kind of goes along with... I feel like I get this a lot from older generations who have been married for a long time just like older generations who have had kids the oh just wait thing it'll get worse or like yeah like oh just wait until they're waking you up every night Mm. like you know you think pregnancy is bad just wait until blah 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 or you (laughs) think like you think being the terrible twos is bad just wait until they become a teenager you're gonna hate your life like who says that like it's a gift to have kids yeah. like maybe encourage me right. you think i'm not aware that parenting is hard thank yeah. you so much captain obvious <laughs> like, <laughs> i just i maybe i need some encouragement mm. some wise words perhaps yeah. not fear-mongering mm-hmm. and i just feel like it comes from a place of bitterness mm. and maybe partially too because it's something that people have just done And so nobody thinks about it. It's just the thing that you say where it's like, oh, yeah, it's really hard. Parenting is hard. Like, it's like we've all heard that. Yeah, Mm. parenting's hard. Can I hear something that I don't know? Mm -hmm. Something maybe encouraging. And so I feel like a lot of times when people are first getting married, they feel like they're doing you a service by giving you all the cons and things to expect. Yeah. But that's not helpful. That's scary. Like, it's already, like, you know what I mean? So I feel like when it comes to the whole honeymoon phase thing, 
somehow they feel like they're helping you by being like, it doesn't last forever. Sooner or later, their poop's gonna smell. Like, poop always smells. So, you know. <laughs> I did just say poop on the podcast. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no kidding. Like, mm-hmm. what are some ways that I can maybe, like, keep this, like... Going. This Mm -hmm. good thing going between my spouse and I. How do you keep the romance alive? Yeah. Maybe that's something that I'm wanting to know. Because there's a whole lot of people who are struggling in their marriages. And really now what's becoming the solution is just not getting married. Hmm. Or not staying in relationships. Hmm. If I don't stay in this too long, it won't get bad. Go sour. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... And And if it goes long enough, eventually I'll see this like... Right. dark side or this mm-hmm. side that I'm not going to like or it's going right. to become right this exactly yeah. and I mean it 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 builds that mindset mm-hmm. like you're almost expecting at every turn like at some point it's just going to go bad exactly. like here like, we go and it's just like it's so unhealthy it's yeah. not helpful at all whatsoever yeah. <laughs> I say like, like oh, it's just, it is bad because when I was dating Josh and then also when we got engaged and then when we got married too I had this fear like we were talking earlier about things changing Mm -hmm. um one of the fears that I had was that he wouldn't pursue me anymore the way that he was in dating like take me out on dates and stuff Mm -hmm. which spoiler alert he still does that (laughs) (laughs) woohoo but I kept saying to Josh that I was scared that things would change and that they would go sour Mm. and I think it was me um, projecting what I had saw seen in my parents onto him because I was scared that things were going to change yeah so I just think that like it's okay to have those fears but Mm -hmm. don't expect things to go sour and work towards growing and I can't remember the saying but it was like something about like the mindset that you have will shape your reality hmm. or something like that you know what i'm talking about i do um i don't think that's like the right way to say it but is it like almost manifesting is that what you're talking about or no in a, in a way not exactly okay. but it's just basically like if you keep like expecting something to happen or like i guess you could kind of say manifesting Just essentially, like, the way you think is going to order your steps kind of thing. Yeah. If you are constantly waiting for the shoe to drop in your relationship, if you're constantly looking for things, that's what it is. If you're constantly Mm. looking for something, you're going to find it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny thing. Um, Because I feel like we, if you're looking for something to confirm a thought that you have, you will find it. Yep. And that's, like, with people who believe in conspiracies and stuff. Like, (laughs) you will find literally whatever conspiracy you want to find online. Yep. And that's, like, a radical example, but, like, even in life. And Mm -hmm. Josh would say, like, just enjoy the fact that it's good. Like, don't expect things to go bad. Like, just enjoy that it is good. Exactly. And And take everything in stride like step by step yeah you're going to have bad days it doesn't mean your relationship is going sour right doesn't mean the relationship is bad because you had a bad day right or a bad week Mm -hmm. or a bad month Mm -hmm. there are periods of life seasons of life whatever you want to call it where things are amazing and then they're not amazing Mm. it doesn't mean the whole thing is bad Mm -hmm. just because you had a bad year you don't say that you've had a bad life right So why is it like that with marriage? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, I feel like, I mean, Brad and I are almost three years in and I still don't like to go more than a like eight hour shift without seeing him. Mm. We text all throughout the day, all the time, like even before, uh, our son was born he had a bachelor party to go to for one of his friends and it was like an overnight thing and we texted like the whole time 
And I was like, I can't sleep. He's like, I can't sleep either. I really miss you. I want to come home. Like, it's just, like, it should be normal to, like, feel that way. And not everybody is all, like, touchy and lovey-dovey and, like, needs to be near their spouse. Every couple is different. But to set the expectation and to have the expectation that one day it's just not going to feel like that is going to order your steps Mm. going forward. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting it to be this way, and it's going to be that way. Yeah. You have to shift your mindset. Um, And I think, I can't remember if I said this or not, but, like, with, like, the older generation giving that, like, I don't know if you want to call it advice or fear-mongering, but <laughs> basically, I genuinely, like, and if there's anyone older listening to this, like, please hear my heart on this. Like, I'm not coming at you, but it's really not helpful. It's really hurtful. Like, it does not help us as a younger generation want to get married, want to stay in committed relationships, want to have children. Or look forward to the future. Right, exactly. 30 years down the road. We know that things are going to be hard. Please believe us. Yeah. We're choosing to do it in spite of that. And what we need is encouragement. Mm -hmm. And you're fear-mongering us. And it's really not helpful. And it feels like it's coming from a place of bitterness. That maybe things aren't going or haven't gone the way that you thought they were going to go, and it feels like projecting onto us. Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously you don't want to come across that way, but it's just like, I feel like it's just become one of those things that people just do and don't think about it, but if you actually think about it, this is what it actually sounds like. That's what it actually feels like. So, a way to really actually be helpful to young people going into marriage, going into dating, going into having kids, is maybe give them a piece of advice on how to keep the romance alive, how Mm. to look for things to be joyful for, how to savor moments, how to, you know... Continue to pursue each other. Right, exactly. Give us those things because... That's the stuff that we're not hearing. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's an uptick in in divorce and why less people are getting married and, like, different things. Like, we know it's hard. Mm -hmm. We understand that. We don't need to be told, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think that, like, obviously, years down the line, I'm sure there will be Saturdays where instead of, like, craving time with my husband I might be craving time with a girlfriend or craving Mm -hmm. time alone yeah which I'm not saying that's even bad I'm saying like I definitely have those days I mean having a small child is like when I have a second when he's napping or asleep like if Brad wants to come and be near me sometimes I'm just like I would like to be with myself I'm touched out right now please yeah make me feel like I'm alone right now. (laughs) And he understands that. And it's not because I don't love him or that there's anything lost between us. It's just like, right now I just need space Mm -hmm. or I need time with a friend. Yep. I mean, even though he's like my best friend, but just like someone outside of this house, you know? Yep. And that's totally normal and okay. It doesn't mean that you know and both can be good like you mm-hmm. don't have to roll your eyes at the person who doesn't want to be away from their spouse for more than eight hours right exactly but you also don't have to roll your eyes at the person who needs space from yeah. their spouse so I think like I just would like to not be so hard on the people who mm-hmm. are enjoying their spouses and in the honeymoon phase but like like we said at the top of this wanting that phase to not be a phase but to just be marriage um right or that it might look different ways for different couples it might look different yeah it doesn't mean they're in a bad place right yeah yeah 
Anyways, thank you everyone for listening to this episode about marriage. It was so fun to chat about all those things. And I'm just so grateful for a place where we can talk about this and be open and honest. Um, So thank you. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the LTAT pod for fun updates, release reminders, and Q&A polls. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.